Welcome back to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and with me, as always, is Mandy. Mandy! And today we're kind of finalizing... Mandy? Mandy! Mandy. Um, today we're <laughs> finally finishing something that I've been meaning to do for a very long time. I still can't believe it. you've never seen this movie. So, it, it never came up, and it was one of those weird situations, and to, to kind of explain to the people at home... Uh, where I saw everything about this movie. Now, it's it's probably overhyped in my head. This is probably going to be just not that great of a movie, and I'm going to feel awful about it. It's but okay. for years, um, you know, let me let me take you back. It was the mid-90s. I was, uh, it, it was the first, like, actually, it was the most amount of magazines that I've ever bought in my life was right around 94 to 98. Uh, and also comic books. I was very into comic books. There was a comic book shop very close to us. Uh, the guy there was very nice. Uh, I was very into Magic the Gathering, so I was picking up uh, magazines about Magic the Gathering. I was picking out all this stuff, really getting into it. And there was a media blitz trying to sell me Lords of Illusion from 1995. I have absolutely no idea what the movie was about. Mm -hmm. All I knew was that every time I tried to look at something... Boom, it would be there. It would either be uh, the uh, iconic image of, I want to say it's either um, the, uh, the Kevin J. O'Connor or it's going to be Scott Bakula who's like hanging up in the air and there's like a shining light behind him. Uh -huh. Or if it's the, uh, the weird looking like mountain pose where they've got the hands and then there's the eyes between it and a little zigzag at the bottom of it. I, it was constant. It was consistent like just bombardment of this kind of stuff and the thing that made it the most interesting for me was that my parents wouldn't let me watch it now for some reason at that point in time especially since we got cable and i think that's really what happened was we got cable mm -hmm. and which meant we got mtv which means i started watching things like liquid television and being some butthead and a couple other shows and it got my parents really kind of just they, they overcompensated at that point. So they're like, no, you can't watch this, you can't watch that. And I think they chose this one on there, too. Now, if they had known Scott Bakula was in it, we probably would have been fine. But it's also a Clive Barker movie, so we didn't know that. Yeah. So let me go ahead and give you the stats for this one. This one is Lords of Illusion from 1995. It was written and directed by Clive Barker, who has done Nightbreed, Hellraiser, Candyman, Book of Blood. And, of course, Clive Barker presents Clive Barker's Undying, starring Clive Barker and featuring Clive Barker. <laughs> which, I actually enjoy that game, but it's a little funky. Uh, it is starring Scott Bakula, who you may recognize from Quantum Leap or Star Trek Enterprise. But he was also in Cats Don't Dance as the main guy. He's main the, the main orange cat. Uh, he's also in Chuck. And he was in Source Code. I think he was in the movie Source Code, but I'm not sure if he was in the TV show Source Code. I can't remember uh, right off the top of my head. I'm it excited also... about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, it also has Kevin J. O'Connor in it, who was the uh, Benny in The Mummy. Yay! Uh, he's also in Deep Rising. He was in Van Helsing as Igor. Yay! And he was Dr. Mindbender. Igor. And he was, it was Igor it's in that one? Igor. Was he Igor in that one? No. No, he wasn't. He was Igor. <laughs> but Igor is... How dare you? Igor is from Young Frankenstein. How dare you? I made a, a link They told to me Igor. Movie. They were wrong then, weren't they? They were wrong wow. then, weren't they? And it's got my favorite girl, Famke, just because it's fun <clears> to say her name. Famke Jensen's in it, uh, who was uh, Jean Grey in X-Men. She was in GoldenEye, and she was in The Faculty. But I remember her 
as the perfect mate from Star Trek Next Generation. Of course you do. Oh, of course. I am for you, Jean-Luc Picard. She was, she, like, yeah. It was also a Ferengi episode, which was always kind of fun. And, uh, so yeah, it just, this movie has tempted and taunted me for years. And I, I really want to watch it now. I just, now that I know it's also a Clive Barker movie and knowing the quality of other Clive Barker movies, especially things like Book of Blood, I don't know. It's fun. I'm, I am filled with trepidation. It's fun. Is it? I, I thought it, it was fun. All right. I mean, I watched it once. That's, a, that's a stirring... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to make you get your hopes all high and then you come back I know, and you're I'm, like, this I'm, movie was caca. I'm expecting seven. I'm, I'm hoping for seven. Like, that's that's the brass ring I'm reaching for at this point. Okay. Uh, if it's uh, better or... Like that, I'm giving it like a the, uh, you know, Game you know Informer just, seven. Just like, this is five. where I want to catch the... Just leave it That's at the problem. First. No, I'm going to start... That's, that's the midpoint. See, if we say it's a seven and not really a five, if we start the middle part is at seven uh, and it's only seven to ten... Then uh, more people will buy the magazine. That's how I, I learned that from Game Informer and Game Pro and Tips and Tricks and pretty much every magazine that ever had an article or this advertisement magazine, for though. this one. Well, yeah, because magazines, print is dead. Egon was right. He was just wrong about the date. True. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and pause it and we will go ahead and be back in just a little bit to let you know if this one's a stud or dud at this point. It's, o it's okay. We'll be back. Something is watching. Something is listening. Something is coming. How would you like to see the world the way it really is? going on here? Detective Harry Damour is walking a path. I want you to help me. Will you take the job, Mr. Damour? Where do I sign up? Between what can be seen. People are dying here. I want to know why. I've heard a name. Somebody they talk about in whispers. Who? Nick's. And what must be feared? Nix is dead and buried. What the hell is wrong with you people? Haven't you seen enough to know that doesn't matter? No. I don't want him getting in the way. We've always waited too long to have the homecoming spoiled. Every step he takes. The drone. The dark side. You don't like that. Not much. It's your destiny. Accept it. Brings him closer to the truth. He could get into people's heads. Make them see things. Terrible things. See, that's his best trick. No illusions, just the truth. Nix is back from the dead. Then he is some kind of a god. In a world where magic is real, death is the ultimate illusion. I was born to murder the world. For my wisdom? It's not real. Stop looking at me! You want to come with me, Damor? I've got so much power to give you. All you have to do is beg.
Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. And we're back. We're back. I had a, you know what? I'm, I'm not glad that I waited on this just because the 3D effects on this were, oh my god, they looked awful. It looked like Descent. It was just, just it was polygons and and points and and everything was just garbage looking. But uh, I mean, it was from '95. Oh so. well, yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, it could have been could have been better. But uh, you know, it 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 could have also been a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, but I am I am kind of uh, glad that I finally did watch this. this uh, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this show. <laughs> uh, I'm a little disappointed because this is definitely. Um, the midpoint of a series of books. Like, imagine if you went into the Dresden Files and all you knew was the stuff that happened in book six, uh, which I think this one is actually, like, the Book of Blood number six or something like that. Apparently, uh, the character of Harry Damore is a long-running character for Clive Barker. So now I'm like, well, what happened in the other ones that made him, like, interesting? Because all we get in this one is, like, a single paranormal event and a weird tattoo on the back of Scott Bakula, which was a little... Like, it looked a little like the Mandalorian face. I was like, what, what is that? What's going on there? A little bit like that. It like, looks like a turtle. Kind of, yeah. Like, a little bit. But it's also, like, it's got the little arrow, like, Amazon has with a little point on the side of it. Like, it's pointing to the, the Z. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's kind of cute. Um, where to begin? Uh, let's begin at the beginning. It is 1982. It is the Mojave Desert. And in the desert, there is a set of cultists. Uh, who are just weird flower children, but it's the 80s, so, you know, that's kind of what we deal. Um, they are being led by a man named Nix, who I forgot that it's this guy. He is the, um, the state trooper. No, not the state trooper. Is he, he's the, uh, the one, like, the state police, he's something, he's the, the guy from Super Troopers, uh, who is the bad, uh, like, chief. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he's like, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. And I, I forgot yeah. it was that guy. There's, there are so many that guys in this show. Um, one of the, the, the doctor who's walking around later on. Um, in the psychiatric in, hospital. Yeah, he is. Uh, I want to say he's, he's, he's somebody too. I, I want to say he's the, the guy from uh, the, the one who runs the machine in Game Over. But I know that's not it. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know. He's, he's, got, he's the same kind of looking dude. But I love it. I love just seeing all these people. Anyway, back to Nyx. Uh, Nyx is uh, kind of juggling fire, really. It's just kind of a weird little f like fake projection thing where he's moving around this kind of ball in his hand. He's like, fire sent me, and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, crazy cultist, but I have the true, true magic, and therefore I shall do shenanigans. He's also called the Puritan. Yes, he is, he is coming. He is being told that as he has moved forward, he will become the Puritan. Um... At this point, uh, we get uh, we, we kind of get a basic understanding of these people just by seeing all the garbage that's around their house. There is, I mean, basically they were really shooting for an NEA grant. There's a lot of, like, doll heads on top of bicycles, you know, that kind of crap. Uh, and uh, outside is the tiny shorts wearing Butterfield, which I don't remember except for, like, later on them saying his name mm -hmm. like like they first was like butterfield i was like how did you know it was butterfield and that you know also that is that is a clive barker thing to do you would have like a guy named butterfield 
Oh no, he is truly the evil one. His name is Butterfield. It's like, oh god. That's true. <laughs> it's Butterfield. I can't even argue with you about Be that. afraid of Butterfield. Which, let me tell you, he's the creepiest looking motherfucker with the tiniest clothes and the tiniest, tightest clothes. If you somehow had to fashion a homunculus that looked with the face of David Bowie, but the body of Iggy Pop, and all you had was chicken gristle, that's what you would get out of this. Everything is sinew on this man. And he is just very, everything is tight. Uh, I think we saw teeny tiny bike shorts. We saw crushed velvet tank top, like, no, no, it was a turtleneck. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was a In yellow. In the desert. It was a yellow velvet turtleneck and crushed velvet turtleneck. Uh, leather pants gold uh, leather pants gold leather snake pants yeah so multiple times this this man this man is a fashion disaster uh he's anyway, every he's every gay man's nightmare he is standing or sitting outside of the uh the the cultist house uh i don't know being creepy uh, when he sees uh, far across the desert uh, two vehicles approaching, one of them carrying our friend Benny uh, from The Mummy. The Mummy! But uh, in this one, he is known as Swan. Also a Clive Barker naming decision. Swan. Yeah. Ah, the Swan has come. What was his first name? Swan. Swan? It's just, he, you know, he it was, was just one name like was Cher. just Swan. Okay. Well, Swan. Um, the Swan has escaped. He's... <laughs> Oh my gosh. So he is... Mr. P.I. Staker. <laughs> anyway, so uh, oh the swan shows up with uh, Quaid and two others. They don't matter. Uh, the only people who really get a, a whole lot of screen time are Quaid and... Swan. Swan. And so really the best part the about this, this whole situation is that it's Benny and Quaid. So like the whole time I was just like, Quaid! Benny! Like the whole time. It was awful. Anyway, I had a lot of fun with this movie, as you can tell. He really did. He loved it. Uh, so at this point, uh, we see Benny, and, and the best part is, is that these guys are going to go and hot into this cultist compound, and what are they wearing? They're wearing, um, like, polo shirts and really tight pants, because it's 1982, and that's all they had. But they are armed, and they're going in to stop whatever Nix is doing with a, because he's going to sacrifice a girl. Uh, we then see Nix inside of the sacrificial rites chamber uh, with a mandrel, which was a little odd. The the baboon. Oh, why didn't you yeah. just say a baboon? Because uh, it was a mandrel. What's the difference? Uh, I think the painting, like the the nose coloring. Oh. Yeah, it's you know spooky. So he uh, was with a monkey. Yeah, he had a he had a like a, like on a chain, like it's like a dog or something like that. Uh, and they are going to sacrifice. Uh, a child, I don't know if they're going to use a monkey to kill the child, or if that's how... Does that I really count as a... I, I don't, don't think so. I think that's Something just his, had to do with a monkey. I think that's just his pet. But the monkey's really mean. Nyx is really mean. So he was, like, letting the monkey, like, attack the girl. Like, like slash her up and stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, that's why the, the other characters are walking through. Uh, one of them gets attacked now. Is it, I can't remember if a snake guy is the one who attacked the uh, other one. No, the... the uh, that was, the that gay, was Butterfield. The but, yeah, Butterfield. Okay. So Butterfield cuts up uh, one of them uh, and kind of distracts the others. Uh, finally, Swan gets in there to confront Nyx, uh, but he can't see him uh, until Nyx, like, floats down from this weird carcass-like mobile that they had so in the, the air. And yeah. it's a really bad effect for the, like, the, ha-ha, I'm going to come towards you kind of thing. Yeah, and then he, like, slowly flies down. Whoosh. And then he attacks Swan. Um, 
obviously Swan is some big, big things for the, him. The way that I can kind of understand this is that Swan is the golden boy. Now, Butterfield is the, the you know, I'm the one who's like, you know, ultra loyal, 200% loyalty kind of guy. Whereas Swan is the one with the the most potential because he keeps telling people, you know, stay away from them because he'll do the mind tricks and he'll do all this other kind of stuff. And it's it's just like, oh, no. Um, at this point, though, Nick starts to show like we have we saw the fire. So we're not really seeing a whole lot of magic. But finally, you know, the Nick's floating down. That's still not a whole lot of magic to me. I mean, I'm like, OK, so some light trickery, a little bit of levitation, a little bit of fire manipulation. This is when Nick's kind of pulls it out and he shoves his fingers into Benny's face. Just sho swans. I'm going to, I got to call him swan because otherwise it's going to keep screwing me up. Shoves them into his head and somehow unleashes the darkness inside or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he like know. unleashes like this crazy mind whammy and it makes him see everybody as flesh, I guess. It instead like of, peels like, them apart or something. Yeah, like, it, like, it, like it makes him form into like one big fleshy mass and then their skin splits apart that it shows all the cartilage and shit underneath it it's just creepy yeah at this point uh quaid and one of the others shows up um nicks can't really you know like shenanigans ensue there's kind of this very tense like you know what do we do we're not gonna be able to do anything you know swan's too powerful or not swan uh nicks is too powerful and da, 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 da. when the sacrificial girl pulls the gun that swan had in there and fires it into nicks's heart blowing it out the front does that stop nicks no no it doesn't he is still moving around yep he gets shot two more times even with a shotgun. And uh, thankfully, though, it, apparently this is what unwhammied uh, Swan long enough to pull out a binding iron mask. Helmet, which, yeah. Yeah, some kind of, like, three-piece, like, helmet. Kind of looked like the, uh, I, uh, it reminded me a lot of the, the weird alien helmet inside of uh, Final, uh, not, uh, Fallout 4. Uh, it's just very irony though it's it's got uh, screws on the side of it which were really interesting it, it required swan uh swan's blood uh what he does is he puts it on him and they they're self-screwing screws so they screw into this guy's face and finally after a while his power is bound and they're gonna bury him where no one will ever find him jump cut 13 years later to harry demore who is played by scott balkula uh he is obviously a private eye in the big city of new york uh, who is reading a newspaper explaining that he is not that great of a uh, guy because he was dealing with a like a kid exorcism yeah. on the Upper West Side or something. I don't freaking remember. It was a kid exorcism. That's all yeah. I know. So we're, we're getting the feeling that Harry Damore has dealt with shenanigans in the, the past. He's, uh, he's seen some shit. Extra, extra like stuff. And so not, not just the normal, but the extra normal. Um, at this point, his, I, I don't know, uh, like it was like an insurance boss. guy or something like that. Was, yeah, what was that guy? His boss. So his boss comes and tells him, "Hey, we got a job for yeah, you to a, do." It's he's a in California. Detective. Is that really his boss? Well, yeah, because it, he's like, "You're my boss." With what you pay me? Okay. Yeah. Well, so I, it's, his, it's about the equivalent of his boss. Anyways, so he tells him, "I have a case for you. It's about insurance fraud. It'll pay ten thousand dollars or whatever." Otherwise, you just go out there and enjoy yourself in L.A. So he does get he, a ten. He goes out there, and he we get kind of an interesting little scene with um, I don't know Elvis. 
Like some guy trying to be Elvis, the, he's got a pompadour. And... <laughs> the guy who is uh, apparently committing insurance fraud. Yeah, so he's out there with a couple of hookers, uh, or strippers, I'm not sure which. Uh, then he leaves to go get his palm read? Yes. Uh, so uh, that was kind of an odd, like, would you just like, hey, you know what I should do midway through insurance fraud and hookers? Get my palm read. Okay. Uh, drives out to the middle of nowhere and then uh, so does Harry. Harry follows him up the door and is immediately pushed out of the way as this guy runs screaming into the night. Uh, and that's it. We don't see him ever again. So, I guess the insurance fraud is just going to keep on continuing. Yeah, I guess Harry didn't finish his job. Yeah, so so he, he walks in um, to this, uh, I guess, office building uh, and he sees a door open. So he walks in and he sees in the crack of a door a man who is basically has been shish kebobbed. Yeah, he's uh, like peeled up by like scalpels, and then he's attacked by this I guess a meth head. Uh, but it was it was the who looks like a shark. So this guy is Ray, I think. I don't know if they ever explained his name either. Like I think they had to say it later on. I don't remember. But uh, so this one's Ray. Uh, that's what he's listed as in the uh, the the credits. Uh, so again, this movie has like a lot of like, oh, well, we know who these people are. It's like, no, we just, don't. Yeah, just like a lot of fucking randos. Uh, but he, uh, attacks the hell out of Harry, uh, to the point where Harry has to like beat hell out of him. Yeah. And then drops him on the ground. Uh, then, uh, Harry walks into the, the, uh, f- like fortune tellers like room where he's all cut up. That's where he has to deal with Butterfield, who is just creepy now and he has one blind eyeball which he's had one blind eyeball but he has one blind eyeball and no eyebrows that's it's why it's david bowie yeah it's yeah, just, it's it's just a heterochromia is a little <laughs> um but uh that's what so so the guy this is the best this is this is awesome ray uh on the outside who is methed out has like pointy teeth busts through the door like, like claws it open like fucking I don't know, like the Tasmanian devil. So Harry chucks his ass outside the window. Like he, he does this like as soon as Ray busts through the door, he does like an Aikido move where he just kind of shoves him towards the window and whoop all the way out. <laughs> he has to hit him a few times, but yeah, he pushes him He's out like, the window. Whoop. So he flies out. Uh, Butterfield just uh, kind of sh- like makes like a little bitch and whoop, runs away which uh butterfield's kind of a bitch in this movie he really doesn't do like he's he's very much the the pointy guy he's got a couple of scalpels he's got the stabbing but he's also like just kind of like oh things don't look good for me time to get out of here that's exactly what he does if it, if his if his uh his muscle is gone then he's he's leaving oh uh, this is uh we now see that the uh the fortune teller is quaid uh, the other guy that we saw, or, or not Quaid, uh, is it Quaid? I it's think Quaid. it is Quaid, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Quaid from, from earlier. Uh, he is, a lot of these people have taken enough, like, hits to where they're probably going to die, but, like, I don't know, It's I'd expect more blood. Um, that's when uh, Quaid explains to Harry that he's going to be seeing the darkness and then dies. The Puritan. Oh, yeah, well, he just say something about the Puritans coming. Yes. They also just say, like, you're going to keep having the... You just keep seeing the darkness. That Cause sucks. He, yeah, because he, like, he reads his palm. He's, like, dying. And he's like, uh, you know, you're not here to read your palm, but I'm going to do it anyway. Blech. And then um, he reads his palm. At this point, we're seeing Swan uh, every now and then. We are also introduced to Swan's wife, Dorothea, uh, played by Famke. Yep. John uh, had a good old time with that. Oh, God. It was... It's weird to see her in this one, because I don't know what's going on with her. Um, he thinks she's pretty. I think she's pretty, but 
she was just like they i don't know it just felt like they were just trying to move past every scene i think what they did was condense an entire book into this so they're having to like what what are the important scenes quick move 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 move. Well, that's what they do to all movies yes but it just it felt like everything was kind of moving faster plus famke was just i don't know if she wasn't in it or not but it's just i expect more from you famke especially in 1995 <laughs> you know True. how dare you go back in time and fix this um at this point i think we're we're, we're seeing that uh swan is a little freaked out um we're he's he's talking he, i think he's trying to tell her to to like back off of uh like all the shenanigans quaid's, that, well quaid's death i think because well, she's like do you want me to look into it and he's like no yeah that's right um and then he's like quick i've got a i've got a show tonight it's a, their last show before he leaves i don't know where he's going after that and i don't think they ever explained it um at that point uh we see uh, i i think at this point um she's that's she's, whenever she, i think she hires she she had the it was the paper that was the weirdest thing so the newspaper in this one has um, a picture of Harry, but it is like a Polaroid picture. It's like, like a really good It's a picture. real, like way too good for one for yeah. being a newspaper. But she decides that, oh, uh, obviously this guy is a great, I uh, guess, detective. Part, like detective or something it like that. It says he's yeah. a detective in it, yeah. I think. And she's like, quick, I need to meet him. So she gets her butler to make him meet her at like the, the graveyard, the graveyard, when, which she invites him to Swan's show. Uh, yeah. Harry says sure, and he goes to the show. Uh, at this point, though, uh, the show goes very poorly, and uh, Swan dies <laughs> with a whole bunch of. It was it was actually so it was supposed to be based off of the tarot card. Yes, uh, so it was the what the nine of of the uh, swords, swords or something like that. Sword, yeah. So he's supposed to be able to unlatch himself from the spinning thing while these swords fall down, uh, and uh, he doesn't. Uh, so then he dies. Um, Harry, all of his audience, Harry goes downstairs, tries to, um, uh, like figure out what was going on. He sees that there's been some sabotage and then Butterfield and Ray start beating him up, asking him, uh, what happened? Yeah. Uh, Who killed Swan? And he's like, you killed Swan. And then, you know, Ray punches him in the face and fucks him up because of course Ray is like ridiculously strong he's like he's got he's, that mess rank yeah he's just creepy looking uh at this point uh there's a, a scuffle there's a fight um harry is able to kill off ray really pretty quickly which is yeah you, you know if you got that kind of thing i it reminded me of there's an episode of um batman beyond where uh batman's having to deal with this guy who can't feel pain and that's kind of the whole like thing that ray had going on was he, yeah he can feel pain but it just takes you know, like, he's super strong. He's able to mind over matter, this son of a bitch. Uh, and uh, it, uh, <laughs> he had to, after he kills him, it's hilarious. It's, it's like, there's this weird, like, tube full of sand, and that's how he kills him. And, like, the sand is all coming out. It's just like, oh, okay. You were totally talking about Batman, and then you... Well, that was the thing. You have a character who is, is mind over matter too strong, and you have to do a ridiculous amount of damage to him. Oh, yeah. That's what they to had die. to do with Ray. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so Ray's dead. Um, they're kind of freaked out about this whole situation. Uh, Demore is like, um, time to get out of here. But he still wants to kind of find out what's going on. They have, like, a little meeting at the, the, the police 
afterwards, and they're just like, well, I'm going to find out as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, Swan's a magician. Let me go ask other magicians. Uh, they go to the Magic Castle, which is actually a real place in California where a lot of illusionists hang out. While he's there, uh, one of the guys uh, in there kind of, dis- like, they're they're talking a lot of like esoteric like metaphysics crap where it's like oh you know like illusion is is the difference between divinity and lies yeah walking walking the line of of magic and divinity or some fucking bullshit but this is where he kind of gets a little bit of information about um nicks and having taught swan uh they're also kind of talk about this repository uh, which is this really interesting room full of just stuff. Just random stuff. Yeah, uh, just but like it, a whole bunch. Of, it looks like a garage sale waiting to happen. It's just weird. But it's it's apparently this room that like is off limits to everybody, so he, he can't go into it. Um, it's at this point that he... I, I think he goes see uh, Famke, uh, and they sleep around. Uh, because, yeah, so he gets a, a card from a guy named Billy Who. Yes. Uh, which I, I love that guy because he insulted one of the uh, other magicians. So Billy's like, you haven't needed anything. Here's my card. <laughs> Just um, let me know. So at this point, he goes back. He bangs Famke, uh, who explains that uh, she uh, loved uh, Swan, but wasn't actually with him because she loved him. She like like loved him in a like familial kind of way kind of thing. Like, you know, like that friend zone kind of way so she wasn't really actually interested <laughs> but he loved her he did um so at this point uh that's when we get the weird looking crate paper thing coming at him yeah yeah after the after they sleep together yeah uh and there's actually kind of this really freaky looking yeah so we get the little crate paper thing they sleep together there's a crate paper thing uh, they keep trying to shoot at it nothing can happen we uh then get the revelation that swan is not dead. Uh, basically, the way that they do this is there is like a wake or something happening in there. So mm-hmm. they've got the uh, the the casket, the casket open. They've cracked that open, and Harry just tears off the bottom jaw of the swan mannequin. Thank God. Uh, and there's like sawdust. He's like, I'm gonna find out what's going on, Billy. Billy, who? How do you help me? He's like, I'm gonna help you get into that repository that has all the the information in it. Uh, so they get in there and inside of there they find a book that has a lot of spooky stuff inside of it um you know flaming wheels all this other kind of stuff and it kind of explains that the illusions that they're like learning may or may not be illusions oh wait. they might be real magic so so i think he went i think we skipped a part because i think he went to the repository so he went to the repository first and then figured out about all the magic and stuff, right? And then he went back, talked to, talked to um, Famke, and then that's whenever she told him all about Swan and stuff, I really right? Thought it was, I thought it was after, because it wasn't like I don't know. I think, it's, anyways, I, either way, so he ends up finding this book with all the secrets and everything else like that. He talks to Famke, Famke tells him it's all true. Here's what really happened. Blah blah blah. Swan saved me whenever I was a little girl. And then that's whenever they find out that Swan isn't really dead. Okay. And then they, they go along with it. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. Because Val- Valentine, the butler or whatever, was like, oh, you know, he's trying to do it to, pro- to protect her, to protect Dorothea, who's Famke. So that way um, Nix won't go after her anymore. 
And then we had the funeral. Yes, and then uh, we had the funeral, which is where Swan showed up to his own funeral. We had we had the funeral where, uh, first off, uh, FAMQ was wearing an extremely low-cut top. Uh, and I'm just like, that's kind of, really, at a funeral? I was like, that, I know. She like, always has to be fashionable. Ah, I guess. She wasn't very fashionable at any other point in the show. She, worked she was wearing like a, a like a bulletproof vest in the first scene. Oh my gosh. No, she that was wasn't. ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, at this point, uh, Harry sees... Um, Swan. Swan. Well, yeah. it's a figure that looks like Swan. He, he runs into this giant uh, sewer opening uh, at which uh, he looks above him. He's looking around. He's like, you just couldn't... Couldn't stay away, could you, Swan? Da, 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 da. You know, it's like that whole, like, taunting thing. And then he looks up, and there's a car above his head. And he's like, how the hell are you doing that? Swan's like, I got the true magic. You shouldn't have banged my girlfriend, and the, or wife. And then he drops the car on top of him. Thankfully, Scott Bakula is able to roll dive out of the way. Um, they kind of have this, like, you know... Uh, fighting thing like you know you gotta help me fight Nyx and blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's like and a whole like, thing and he's like I died so that way I could save Dorothea like that was the whole point and he's like no Nyx is coming back and you gotta help and this and this and that and unfortunately at this point um, Butterfield gets into the, uh, Valentine's Valentine's Valentino's yeah whatever. he gets into the the house and he grabs um, the butler uh, takes the butler and he's, he's basically, uh, so the butler, like, no, that's right. The butler comes out of the tiny door in the, yeah, they're yeah. in the, uh, the stage. They're in the stage area. And so he, I don't know what he's doing or why he's even there, but basically it was so that the butler would be away from everybody else so he could get kidnapped. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and he's this an is, this is, he comes out of a tiny door. There's a couple of shenanigans. Butterfield like takes him out and then squeezes his head between his legs with, the very uh, tight leather yeah, pants, so you know. Butterfield is just like, and I'm like, what are you doing? So Blech. Butterfield's holding this like scalpel to uh, the butler's face. I'm just he like, cuts his gums with it. Oh, it was just like, why? Uh, talks about cutting out his eyeball, just torture. So unfortunately, at this point, um, I don't know why uh, the butler would know where Nix was buried, but the butler knows where Nix is buried. So, so the butler, he gave it up. He, he folded it up. like a cheap suit. And that's just unfortunate. Uh, at this point, yeah, then... Um, then they then they still famke. Yeah, they still famke because we find that out when um, Harry and Swan go home and they find the housekeeper dead. Uh, so then they're like, oh no, where, did did, uh, did famke know where the, the body was? It's like, no. But did Valentine? Well, oh no. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, flash forward to the desert where... Valentine is, is digging, and he's digging for, like, he must have been digging for, like, an hours. For hours and like, hours, yeah. It, it, the pit was deeper than he is. Gosh, like, I mean, it, it was, was like, probably, like, eight feet deep. It was huge. He's like, I found him. Uh, at that point, it's uh... creepy little dried-up jerky hand. Yeah, Butterfield goes down there, kisses the hand, and apparently that was enough to get uh, Nyx out of the, the wall of goo. The hole. The hole. Yeah, that he I was like, that was weird. In. Yeah. I was it's, like, that's all it takes, really. So he, he pops out like a like a gopher. And uh, uh, it's at that point that... This is when we start flashing back to the cult house. Yes. Where everybody's like peeling their skin. Like they're, they're, they're cutting, cutting their, their hair, hair off. Yeah. But they're also like 
gouging into their scalps and taking out huge chunks of that stuff. I don't know what happened with that. It's just weird. Uh, it was like they all, because at the beginning of the movie, they all had hair. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why Why do you feel the need to chop off all your hair now? That doesn't make any sense. At this point, uh, Harry and uh, Swan find uh, the butler. Uh, fortunately, butler is able to ex explain what happened and then die. Uh, then we flash forward to Butterfield uh, trying to resurrect um, the... Uh, the Nick's, Puritan. yeah. So he's he's resurrecting him by, and it's really actually it's an interesting way that they do this. So the power that the Puritan that Nix has is is bound. So he's not able to do anything. But as soon as they pull out the screws from the iron mask that is binding him, uh, like you he know, starts the, to reform. Yeah, the he starts to regenerate his flesh, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's like slowly but surely, and he's able to finally pull it off. He still has a nasty look on his face, though. It's very... It, it's like, um, I, I guess it's from the mask. So yeah. he has, like, all these lines all over his face and stuff like that. You can see the screw, the screw holes in the side of his head. Um, but he wakes up, and he's obviously not happy. And, uh, of course, you know, they keep Famke around because she's a little girl, and, you know, the master's going to yeah. want revenge. So as it turns out, the Famke is the, the girl who uh, was the, the, the sacrifice, so he's totally going to want that. Um... At this point, I don't... Harry and Swan show up. So, uh, they they don't just... So, they're, they're getting there. Uh, what happens is, is they... Nyx pulls all of his loyalists into this room. It's like in the basement or something like that. Where he opens up a hole under himself for some reason. And he's like, the, you know, I came back from the dead and I have to give something back. And it's you! And uh, it rains in this basement. And all of his followers are like super keen... Up until they fall halfway into the mud, and then the sun comes out, and then it and it them all into yeah, the... flash a flash bakes them into the ground. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and that's interesting. Uh, at this point, then um, Swan and Harry show up. Swan is very reticent about actually going in there. Uh, that's when Butterfield starts attacking them. Uh, Swan grabs Butterfield uh, by the face and is able to like immediately stop the guy. Yeah. Like it would like like he magically. Just, he should have just fucking stop, shot him right there. He didn't. He didn't shoot him. He just has him in like a weird headlock thing. Swan's like, go save Dorothea. So he Swan is holding. I use the term loosely. Um, Butterfield. He's Unf holding Butterfield. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to all the rain and the sun in the other area, uh, it causes the lights to flash, and apparently that's all it takes to get the hell out of there. Um, <laughs> it was actually fairly funny. Uh, so Swan drops Butterfield. Butterfield starts attacking him pretty badly uh, to where he's able... To... Swan pushes him away and then blows fire onto a table that jumps up and hits it's Butterfield a, in the face. It's a snake. Well, oh, okay, so that that's the, the flaming snake yeah. motif that we saw in yeah, the yeah. repository files, which was like, okay. Yeah, so he... It, he, it does he, not uh, look good. He, it is not he a basically, good He basically throws up a flaming cobra. Onto a table that then goes and then jumps. So it's it's a very odd looking. Instead of you know just spitting at his face. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was so so goofy. Uh, then uh, is when Harry's like trying to like. Oh, but you forgot about his weird third eye thing that he had. Oh the yeah, so or whatever. It, the the pineal. Pineal, sorry. So pineal. it it looks like um. It looks like a Nick's, reanimator, right? Yeah, Nick's... Uh, no, no, uh, From Beyond. Oh, there you go. From so Nick's has a, a bullet hole. I don't remember him getting shot in the head. He does not get shot. Oh, wait. At the very beginning. Uh, 
I remember getting shot in the chest, and then he's got, I don't like... think that's a hole in his head, though. Okay. Like, I don't think that's from a bullet hole. I, I think guess. that's, like... Because it, it, like, it does this weird pulsating thing, and then it's, like... It does not look good. It does not look good. And then that's where his power comes from, I guess. Yes. I don't know. It's his third freaking eye. It, it reminds me very much... I think uh, Jeffrey Combs in From Beyond when he gets the little pineal gland the pooping stalk. out. Yeah. Like, I can't ever say that word. The stalk. 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 <laughs> Anyways, it's a third eye. And it looks gross, but that's what makes all of his powers come out or whatever. So at this point, um, Swan also was like, oh no, I gotta go help, you know, Dorothy. I, I, obviously I, I have to nut up and, and, and do something. So he runs in. He and, um, Nyx. finally, uh, Talk, right? not, so Nyx is like, the only person I'm going to give my information to is, is Swan because Swan is the only person who's worthy. I, he tries to, he tries to drop Famke into the bottomless hole. Yeah. That's in there. And then Harry saves her. And Harry has to save her. Meanwhile, Swan starts having like kind of a weird fight with him, but he's just like, dude, Swan, like Nix is like, dude, Swan, come on, man. Like you're totally my homie and I miss you. Yeah, aren't we bros, dude? We were gonna rule the world together. Come on, man. And like, I know that you thought I was here to change the world, but I'm really here to murder it. And your wife is such a hoe for show, bro. Yeah. Like, why, why do would you even, even want to hang out with her, man? She's so horrible. You deserve so much better. And uh, at this point, so, so <laughs> Harry tries to uh, to take Famke out of there. Gets attacked by Butterfield. Uh, Butterfield and him are fighting off in a corner until Butterfield shoves his hand into the electrical socket inside of a wall and gets fried that way. Yep. Which is a decent, it's a really decent little effect that they right. had on there. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Swan looks over at uh, Famke. Famke and still loves her, obviously. This triggers friggin' Nick's like nothing. It's like, when will you learn? How many times do I have to teach you the same lesson? And he like breaks his arm and shoves him up. Like, so it's, it's uh, hurts his heart, breaks his, his ribs, uh, and then, like, causes an aneurysm? He, I thought he blew out his brain. Like, I know. It, it, like, they zoomed in like. on his brain or something like that, and we're just like, oh, okay. Oh, he, he killed him. And apparently he didn't, because Swan didn't. comes back later. Well, maybe Swan just has the power. Weird. Um, <laughs> so, d totally just flipped out. Uh, it's at this point that Nyx decides that he's totally going to make a, uh, a, a lesson out of women who be trifling uh and uh he's gonna mess up uh famke famke is able to run harry gets in the way harry gets his mind open up by nix uh up so he, in... he starts seeing all that weird flesh shit too yeah. it's the flesh and the cartilage and all that other famke stuff. takes which i i really think famke is mvp at this point because she's the only one who shoots For the guy real? um at this point uh yeah she takes harry's gun blows out the pineal gland in one shot like, like pips the ace at that point. It was man, freaking amazing. She was just like three, two, one, boom, and just got him right away. Bam, and she blows out his little weird funky third eye. Uh, we think that he said at that point he's not. He wakes up and he's like, "What is the greatest illusion? There's going to be one more illusion or some." I'm gonna, some I'm bullshit. gonna kick your ass. You know. Oh, but he does this. There's actually an interesting set of pathos at this point because we get this whole thing where Nick's is really just like you know you see all this kind of other stuff but he really did like i guess love swan he was really unhappy about the fact that uh you know everything is taken away from him at this point i was like he was going to keep me company in the dark and i was like 
well, that's kind of an interesting way to have this. You know, it's like, I just got to do this. I don't know why you people are getting in the way of me killing everyone. See, but then he was going to end up killing him anyways at the end because he told him so. Yeah. He's like, I have to kill you whenever all this stuff is over. You know that, right? And, he's, and Swan's like, yeah. 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 It. Whatever. Oh, but my wife is there. Your wife! Blam! Uh, you can love only me. He's like the crazy ex that like, well, not even the ex, I guess. It's It's weird. It's weird. Um, um, so then there, he's standing over, like, there's a, a long drawn out, like, them trying to run away from a Nyx as he's, like, chasing down, um, Famke. Uh, finally, uh, Harry, uh, He ends up with those little tubey things coming out of he, him. Yeah, it's, it, they look like the, the noses on star, um, nosed, uh, moles. Just yeah! little feeler noses. Yeah, they look like little feelers. Like, um, like really ugly, uh, parasites yeah it's like coral <laughs> it's just weird uh, uh at this point turns out swan's still alive but he's still got a little bit of power so what he for some reason why was that the go-to I thing i don't know i'm sure it looked or sounded better in the book so swan picks up harry and then slowly ever so slowly um moves him levitates, slightly forward <laughs> levitates him towards what nicks at a very sedate pace up until uh, he's able to go, uh, ah! Nyx, surprise! And then he, like, for some reason, Harry shoves his... Entire hand, hands. Like, all of all of his hands. Like, to tear out the, the growths that now is encompassing Nyx's body. Uh, and which it's is, enough like, Which to, is gross. Like, why wouldn't you just... Why wouldn't you just push him? I don't know. But it is enough to push him directly into the bottomless chasm, which... Apparently it wasn't bottomless, and he hit the bottom. He and hits then the bottom he and he punches going. through into the lava. Yeah. Um, Swan is dead at this point. Famke and and Harry are really kind of screwed up. Uh, the Nix tries to blow up everything, but he's not able to. Uh, he does rip off all of Swan's skin and stuff. Though. Also, a not great effect. It was weird. It had something to do with how the flesh was. Uh, a, prison a prison and magic is only the only way to get out or yes, something like that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then it ends as Famke and Harry walk into the distance. So there's no there's no finality to anything else. There's no yeah, wrap just, up. There's no denouement. It just poofs out. It's just like, and we're done. We walk into the desert and then they died from a heat frustration. <laughs> yeah, I was like, from the freaking desert. Yeah, because nobody saw that one coming. All right, what would you what would you grade this? I want to hear what you would grade it first. Um, so I don't think this movie is horrible, but I, I so I'd probably get about a six out of ten, uh, creepy parasite coming out of eyeballs. Okay, okay, I can see that. Uh, I'm gonna give it seven out of ten, uh, dangling swords of Damocles that fall into you because you screwed up your. Uh, thing now so here's trick. my question did you only give it a seven out of ten no nope, i gave it a seven it i i actually legit enjoy this movie um now and i i recognize that this is a movie that is perfect for me but not perfect for everyone uh there is enough for me to one make fun of which i did the entire movie um there are enough little weird bits and a little weird nods but there's enough to take away from it the the interesting characters that we get in uh, Swan and Quaid, the uh, dynamic between Nix and Swan was really interesting. My only issue was there's really no point of having uh, the the Harry Demore character in this one. 
But then again, maybe that's what it is. He is just a vehicle to move things along. He doesn't really figure anything out. Swan was the one who has to help him do pretty much everything. And Swan, actually, he and uh, the uh, the Dorothea Famke character are, are the only ones who actually do any damage to, to the Nick's character at the mm-hmm. end. Yep. Um, it really didn't have a whole lot to do with him. And because we didn't get to see all the other shit that he's been through, we don't really have, like... A connection with yeah. him. Yeah. Um... That's why I can't give it, you know, anything more than that. Uh, there's, it's fun. It's '90s. The goofy CGI actually endears it to me in a weird way, uh, and the the fun little, <laughs> the slow mo swooping at somebody like it's supposed to be terrifying also just makes me giggle. That's it. Um, that's what I it, imagine. Yeah. Is it terror? Eh, it could be. It could be horrifying. Um, and there's definitely enough of a horror element in here to justify it, but. Uh, no, it's it's not the greatest movie. It could be better. But uh, what about you? What do you think? Do you think this could be better? It could be worse? Do you love the Harry Damore series? Do you hate uh, the fact that uh, Scott Bakula is the only version of Harry Damore that we've ever gotten For to real? see? I keep thinking that you're saying Blackula. No, Bakula. I know, but it sounds like Blackula. Although that probably time. could have been a, a more time. interesting movie Blackula. at that point. Just out of nowhere, Black <laughs> Scott Blackula. Uh, but uh, what about you? Let us know. Drop us a line. ESAT3AM at gmail.com. ESAT3AM.com. Or at ESAT3AM on Facebook and Twitters. Or reach out to us and leave us a voicemail on Anchor FM. Um, let us know what you think. Until next time. Yep. See you soon. Later. <laughs>